It's time for the podcast with two guys whose BMI is higher than their IQ. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Smith's Floor Coverings. This is a double cheek push here. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Our pets' heads are falling off! Guess what today is? I like turtles. Up day! Up day! You're my boy, Blue! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I don't know how long this is going to last. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to the Morning 5 Podcast. Today is indeed hump day. It is Wednesday, August 2nd. We are only a couple days away from high school football starting. The NFL starts tomorrow, and we actually have our first softball game. It is a scrimmage, but we do have it today. And also today, Billy, is National Ice Cream. Cream Sandwich Day. I'm in for that, man. Have you? The biggest thing for me for the ice cream sandwich was there was a one that we used to get on the ice cream, the actual ice cream trucks. And the it was an ice cream sandwich, but it was like two chocolate chip cookies and the ice cream in between. You remember oh, those? Yeah. I, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those. I've never had one yeah. of those, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah, and yeah, that that's that's where I would go. I I love ice cream sandwiches. I'm, I know that might surprise you, um, as not being a big sweet guy or cake, you know, ice cream dude. Uh, but I'm I'm a huge fan of ice cream sandwiches. It's what I grew up eating. Like that was our that was our snack or that was our treat or something. You know, when we came home yeah. from it being 175 degrees outside down in Albany, Georgia, uh, it it felt like you were walking around in a hot bowl of. Um, tomato soup out there and yeah that's that was our that was our treat so i'm a huge fan of ice cream sandwiches now billy do you like when you do your ice cream sandwiches does it what type of what type of flavor of ice cream do you like in the middle are you picky about it or are you kind of open i'm i'd be open to okay. it but okay. for the most part i'm a, a vanilla guy so like I, I i love me some vanilla in between i'm a neapolitan guy when it comes to i vanilla is what we 90 percent of the time had oh, with you but, good god man but yeah neapolitan i, I like the neapolitan uh ice cream sandwiches okay vanilla is what we usually had but yeah the neapolitan ones were were awesome because every single bite was a different flavor i was like getting three different treats built in one you know yeah i'm not a maniac and mix the chocolate with the with the vanilla ice cream with the vanilla with the strawberry or or chocolate or strawberry or something like that you, you know it's, it's, it's a three bite treat um but yeah big ice cream big ice cream sandwich fan uh, Billy, the Braves last night, they beat the Angels 5-1. to Arcia and Harris both had two RBIs apiece. Michael Harris with two solo bombs. It's the second game of the year where he, where he has had multiple home runs. Olsen also added in an RBI because, of course, he did. Uh, he is now up to 90 RBIs. The guy is going to catch 100 and soar past it. Um, Harris up to 30. Arcia up to 38. Spencer Strider last night, an absolute magical night on the bump. He did Spencer Strider things. Uh, he got the win. He's now 12-3 and three on the season. He went six and two-thirds, only gave up one earned run and struck out nine. The kid is an absolute menace up there on the bump, and he just continues to roll, man. He's, he's one of those guys where the sky is the limit for this, for this young man. Like, it, it, you know, it's... He's just crazy. He, he is so much fun to uh, watch pitch. Billy, right now, Spencer Strider has a 1.09 whip on the season. That's awesome. It is. <laughs> he, he had his 200th, his 200th strikeout yep. in uh, the first inning against Shohei. Of course he did. Um, How poetic and, was that? 
Uh, yeah, that's, of course he did. Uh, and he pa- he surpassed the previous record of passing um, 200 strikeouts in the least amount of time. And the previous record was held by, um, oh, yeah, some guy named Spencer Strider. Spencer, Spencer Strider. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't uh, ring a bell. Last, last year. So uh, he, he surpassed himself from last year. I think <laughs> it's a... 123 and a third is what he passed or passed 200 strikeouts this year, which is just absurd. That's, cr- that's pretty good when you're beating your own records. Like, you you are the person that sets the records, and then you're going out and beating your own records. Like, that is insane. Especially, it's, it's especially insane because he's 24. Like, yeah. 24 years old. Yeah. So when, when you have the rookie of the year from last year, Michael Harris hitting two bombs, and then the runner-up for the rookie of the year pass, surpassing 200 strikeouts plus, I mean, obviously he made it up to 208. Um, it's it's a pretty good night for the for the Bravos. So I, I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, Strider looked awesome. Um, yeah, it's it was a good night for the Braves, and and hopefully today with our businessman special, we can uh, take care of business. So, Billy, I, I went on sports. Uh, I went on FanDuel to check what the Cy Young uh, odds are right now. And yeah. the, the first thing that pops up is a nice little parlay for today's Angels versus Braves game. And this is juicy. Ooh. And I, I, I love this quite a bit. Uh, okay. It, this, this bet is for all four of these players to have two or more total bases throughout today's game. Ronald Acuna Jr., Shohei Atani, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley. Mm. Little four leg parlay there. Mm. What's the what's the odds? Plus one thousand one hundred ninety one. Mm. A ten spot wins you one hundred nineteen dollars. That may not be a bad idea for a ten spot. I know. I've ten, dropped ten or five bucks down on that. That's that's not yeah. a that's not a bad bet at all. But I was going on here to see uh, who is the betting favorite for the Cy Young. I'm not sure. Have you have you looked at those yet? I, I know I know Acuna is no. still the and, and while you, while you look that up, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and bring up the the Braves have traded for Brad Hand, uh, a left-handed reliever. He's he's going to fit in nicely, I believe. And the fact that you know we're going to have a surplus of arms here coming up in the playoffs because let's be real, we're we're not missing the playoffs. No. Um, we are 31 games up over 500. We are, we are what? 10 and a half. 162 10. games ahead of, um, uh, ahead of second place Philadelphia. No, we're we're 12 games in the loss column up over Philly right now. Okay, so we're up big on 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 them. So it's it's a good thing, um, but we're not making the playoffs. So we have to start just looking ahead at what arms we're going to keep because we're probably only going to keep like eight eight bullpen arms right now we've got like 13 <laughs> so we've got to cut down some some arms so it's just something to consider moving forward just that and and i'm sure you and i will break that down oh, yeah. uh, a little bit further before moving on and and luckily we don't have tyler hearn on the roster anymore so that's a that's one bullpen arm. No. yeah i don't i don't mind this brad hand trade uh, you know you, you and i were talking about it yesterday it's, it's not a trade that's gonna pop off the pages at you but you look at Brad Hand's career. He, he's a veteran, solid bullpen guy. Um, I, I want to say I'm pretty sure he has a sub-four ERA for his career, which is nice to see out of the pen 
Um, he was with the Phillies last year and pitched twice in the World Series. And the guy so, has, I think he's pitched for every single major league club but the Braves, it seemed like, from his <laughs> from his baseball reference. But he, he, he's, a, he's a journeyman, veteran arm that we can put in the bullpen and trust him to kind of go out there and, you know, solidify some late game situations. I, I like the trade. It's not a trade that, you know, like we, like you and I said, it's, it's not a big major trade, but it is a we don't we didn't need that. The Braves didn't need a big major trade to, to be World Series contenders, really. I agree. Um, so I, I would have liked to see us get a starter, um, but I don't think that was something that we had to do to be able to win a World Series. I think that would have been a luxury trade for us. And if it wasn't there, then it wasn't there. And, that, and that's fine. Um, we're not in a situation where we have to make trades, unlike some people in our division who just wanted to fire, sell, and trade away everybody. And um, uh, apparently, apparently is building for the 2025-2026 season because they weren't good enough to build a roster with $16 billion to compete with the Braves. Uh, but, Billy, right now, uh, just, checking the, just checking the odds, Spencer Strider is the favorite to win the NL Cy Young at the moment at a plus 250. Blake Snell and Zach Gallen are right behind them, uh, right behind him at a plus 350. So that's kind of a tight battle. Uh, Billy, what's not a tight battle is the NL MVP. Right now, Ronald Acuna Jr. is a minus 700 to win the NL MVP. Billy, do you know what the field is? If you want to take the field, literally any other damn player in the National League, the field over Ronald Acuna is a plus 440. Good God. Yeah. Minus 700 right now, Ronnie is to win the NL MVP. I mean, that is, that's, that's just absurd. That is, that is really, that's insane. Yeah, that is really <laughs> just absurd. Uh, Billy, let's move on to our SEC preview. We have a couple more teams today that we're going to talk about. First off is the Arkansas Razorback Woo Pig. Uh, Arkansas entered the 2022 season with momentum from a promising nine and four campaign the previous year. A couple of injuries combined with porous defense dropped the Razorbacks to seven and six overall and three and five in SEC play last year. The offseason brought numerous changes to Fayetteville, including two new play callers and a roster overhaul through the portal. Arkansas's offense should be its strength, in my opinion. Coach Sam Pittman has one of the most dynamic playmakers in all of college football, and KJ Jefferson when he is healthy and on the field. On defense, a, a revamped personnel both on the field and on the sidelines should improve over last year's defense that was really, 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 really not good. Uh, pretty bad last year. I think that defense is going to be revamped this year. If K.J. Jefferson can stay on the field, stay healthy, he's an absolute dynamic player. Uh, the Razorbacks should be a perennial top 10 team this year. I'm gonna, I'll look at the Razorbacks to finish this season 9-3. and three. I'm a big Arkansas fan. Arkansas is my second team, so take this with, with what you will. Um, but I have a lot of faith in Coach Sam Pittman because he's a former offensive lineman and K.J. Jefferson because of how dynamic and exciting he is to watch play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Arkansas. I like Arkansas only because of, of Sam Pittman. I, I like Sam Pittman a lot. I do too. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to be a big fan of Arkansas. I mean, that, that's the only reason I like them is because of the coach. So. I, I don't remember if it was last year or year before last when they played Georgia. And I think Arkansas was undefeated going into that game. And I was like, I was like all right, Arkansas is going to give Georgia a good game. Like KJ Jefferson is dynamic. And it was like three minutes into the game, and I think Georgia was already up like 21 to nothing. And the, like the offensive line for Arkansas could not block anybody on the defensive line for Georgia. I was like, oh, never mind. This game's over. I thought this was going to be exciting. 
Uh, yep. So, yeah, yeah, look for Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to do good things this year. Uh, over to Auburn. A new era at Auburn has begun in 2023 as Hugh Freeze takes over the program's head coach following a two-year stint under Brian Harson. Freeze is no stranger to the life in the SEC following a previous run at Old Miss, but is inheriting a program in need of some repair following an 11-14 and 14 mark over the last two seasons. With large needs on both sides of the ball, Freeze hit the transfer portal this summer and snagged former Michigan State quarterback, Billy, Peyton Thorne. You remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, he's, I he, do. he came I down to the plains. He's trying to solidify that quarterback uh, spot down there in an underwhelming unit talent-wise at quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Auburn's defense fell off a cliff in 2022, allowing the third most points in program history, 29.5 per game, good for 98th nationally and giving up more than 40 points per game five times last year, more than any other season before it. Enter Ron Roberts, the new defensive coordinator who spent the last three years at Baylor and looks to help the Tigers on defense and not get embarrassed every single game like Auburn did last year. I don't have a lot of faith in Hugh Freeze. I'm not a Hugh Freeze guy, and this roster is not terribly talented or deep or experienced. Uh, I got Auburn at 6-6, six and six, and it wouldn't surprise me if they finished below that. Yeah, it's it's Auburn right now. I don't I don't have much faith in Auburn as it is, and they they've not shown anything over the past couple of years. And with a new new coach, that typically will give you a little bit of a bump. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. At the same time, I I don't know how much of a bump it's going to give them. Um, you still need a lot of talent, and I'm not sure Auburn's got that much. So. The SEC West is just murderers row of teams, Horrible. man. It's it's just it's crazy. Uh, next up at LFU, uh, the <laughs> Brian Kelly's debut in Baton Rouge was a successful one after LSU won 10 games and knocked off Alabama Damn. to claim the SEC West title. Family. <laughs> the Bayou Bengals aim to take another step forward in 2023 and earn a trip to the CFB playoffs. Family. Uh, we uh. we got to get that drop. Uh, the, the Tigers <laughs> certainly have the pieces in place to make a run as quarterback Jaden Daniels leaves, leads an improved offense over last year. And I think it might be, it might be the best offense in the SEC West could be Angry. the defense is loaded with talent as well, including preseason all American Harold Perkins and Mason Smith. The November trip to Tuscaloosa to take on the Crimson Tide is likely to decide whether or not, whether or not, whether or not, not. Uh, whether or not, the Californians I'll, I'll, <laughs> got some avocados. Uh, <laughs> I forgot where I was. Uh, the, the trip in November to Alabama will likely determine if LSU repeats as champions of the SEC West. I'm going to conservatively say LSU is going to finish at a 10 and 2 clip. Wouldn't be surprised if they have 11 or 12 wins and win that SEC West. I think they are the best, deepest and most experienced team in the West. It is going to be Alabama is the only team that's going to stand in their way in the SEC West, but I like LSU a lot, man. I love what they're bringing to the table. Uh, despite my hate for Brian Kelly, the team is going to be good. Family. Family. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. Go ahead. Go Tigers. <laughs> uh, let's head over to Tennessee and go over to Rocky Top. Tennessee won double-digit games last year for the first time since 2007. The program is on stable ground under Coach Josh. How did I mess up his name last year? I'm trying to remember how I messed up his name. Hiep, Hiepel? Hiepel? Yeah. Is that how you said it? Something like that? Uh, under Coach Josh. And then I just went with Coach Josh. Uh, under Coach Josh Heupel. Uh, is this sign of new day up there in Rocky Top? 
or is it just a flash in the pan? The team's high-scoring offense needs Joe Milton or five-star freshman Nico Jamilaway to successfully replace Hendon Hooker at quarterback to maintain its firepower from the 2023 season. The Volunteers also have a few voids to fill at wide receiver, but Brew McCoy and Squirrel White, what a football name, are poised for huge seasons in replacing Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt. Tennessee's defense took a step forward last year. However, more improved more improvement is needed from Heupel's program to close the gap in the SEC East. I don't think Tennessee gets to double-digit wins, and if they do, it's going to be in the bowl game. I think they finish somewhere around 9-3, and three, and they are going to finish behind UGA in the SEC East. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet yep. home to me i love that song i know a lot of people hate it because they heard it they heard it played so much in the 90s um but yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of rocky top i i understand why people hate it because they heard it played so many yeah. times when tennessee was Dude, good i understand the georgia people hate it because obviously makes sense tennessee yeah. rubbed the hell out of it of in, course in their faces but um yeah it's it's catchy as hell i love that i love that song it makes me want to move to rocky top and unplug everything no electricity no cell phone bills no nothing Funny uh, Mountain Dew. Let's uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's head over to Starkville over in Mississippi. Over in Mississippi. Uh, it, it's a it's a new era in Starkville as Zach Arnett, Will's brother, begins his first season as the program's head coach, transitioning over into his role from defensive coordinator. Won't be easy in college football's toughest conference. The Bulldogs have shifted away from the air raid offense in an attempt to find more balance. So, you know what? That, that That's not true because what was the team we were talking about the other day that's going to run air raid, but it was also going to be a heavy run uh, game. It was in the Big Ten, and I don't remember what team it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. They said they were going to be an air raid offense, but also be run heavy. Was it Purdue? Or no, it was, it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. I think it was I think it was Goofy PJ Flex said that. Uh, so Mississippi State is getting rid of the air raid offense to become more balanced. As to where some teams install the air raid offense so they can have a better balance, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, the unit can find its footing with play in a huge role in how high our Nets team can climb uh, in the SEC West this year through that new offense that they're installing. The Bulldogs' defense is likely to be the team's strength. The promotion of Zach Arnett from defensive coordinator to head coach and the elevation of Matt Brock from linebacker's coach to defensive coordinator means that very little should change on a schematic standpoint for the Bulldogs this year. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be about 7-5. and five. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they hopped up and, and got one or two big wins, but they're not going to contend for the SEC West title. Better than Auburn? Ooh. I think Mississippi State is better than Auburn, yes. I think they have They're more talent. Than Auburn fans. What Auburn fans listen to this podcast? I think you'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, I would be surprised that there's more than one. I can I can guarantee you the amount of Auburn fans and the amount of Georgia Tech fans that listen to this podcast are probably the exact same. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and breaking news, Auburn fans, your team is going to suck this year. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Hey, Bryce, do you know what day it is? Poor K. It's Wednesday. It's what do we do on Wednesdays? Hump day. Uh, we do Pop Culture Wednesdays, Billy. Pop Culture Wednesdays. Uh, yeah, we do. So this week we're going to do the greatest walk-up music for MMA, wrestling, all that. Oh, Pop- yeah. So, that was my Macho Man Randy Savage I wasn't drop. as prepared as 
as my partner is, you but suck. I will tell you um, what mine are. All right, I I always start five to one. What right? yours are, Billy? Do what? What yours are? You said you were going to tell All us. Right. Yeah, I'm. I always start five to one. So starting at number five, I'm going to start with Cult of Personality for CM Punk. Yeah, just I, the I hate entrance of that song. It, it's a great walk-up song, regardless of what it is. Like it could be a great walkout song for baseball. Doesn't matter. Just the beginning of that song is ridiculous. Yep. yep. And when CM Punk actually changed it to Cult of Personality uh, after he had that, came back to the WWE, and it it was just. It was just really, really good. So he came back to the um, WWE because his best friend, who is a multi-millionaire and runs the UFC, granted him a fight contract, and he got the bejesus beat out of him because it's real fighting. Like that whole <laughs> that whole thing absolutely infuriated me and pissed me off of the UFC. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my number five. Number four is technically the name of the song is also Srocks the Ruther. And it is Ric Flair's walk-up music, and it's uh, the you know if you if you don't know the name by that because you're not a band nerd like I am, uh, it's the the theme from 2001: A Space Odyssey. Anyway, uh, Ric Flair did awesome with that, and just when you heard that you knew because plus it also added his woo at the beginning of it. <laughs> I love Ric Flair, oh, man. He's and Ric Flair is probably the most entertaining wrestler to ever be alive. Like that dude is that dude is so good. He he was. He was entertaining. Um now he's just gotten old and weird. Um <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Uh number three, give me the game from Triple H. And I I honestly I've heard this song more uh, for football than I have for anything else, but I I love uh, the song and, and talking about cult personality in the game. It's it's pretty much the same. Like I, it's a great walk up song, or it's a great starting. Like it's a great bumper song for us for hometown. So yeah, give me the game. Um, number two, and the reason this one is close to my heart is because it's. I watched a lot of this person's matches when I was younger and it scared the bejesus out of me when I heard the uh, tones, <laughs> but uh, rest in peace is the name of the song uh, for the undertaker. And his, his song was just like, it scared the shit out of me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mostly because I knew what kind of wrestler he was. Like I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember like growing up watching him lose many matches no he didn't do that much often not especially not in uh wrestlemania so when when he came out with that with that music huh, it was bad yeah. like you you knew whatever your favorite wrestler was was about to to lose and then the number one and this should be number one for everybody is glass shattering and when i say glass shattering it, it's because it doesn't matter the music behind it it's changed over the years. It, and I know that you, you have the song on there. Yes. But it's changed over the years. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that, but that's sort of the one thing that hasn't changed. Evolution is the blast of shattering. Yeah, that's always in there. And, man, that as soon as you hear the blast shattering, place is lit up. Oh, it's the three sixteen. So that just whipped your ass. Yeah, dude. It's there's there's nothing like it. What? So yeah, that's for number one is Stone Cold. Yeah, baby, that's a good one. All right, uh, I, I'm going five to three or five to three, five to one. Uh, I also have the game, Billy. I'm with you. That's my number five there. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. (laughs) Another another iconic one right there. I'm with you. I love that. I I don't think about Triple H as much anymore uh, with that one. Um, I, I more think about Casey Bass and Clay Harden on Friday nights calling a game somewhere. Um, yeah, that, that's that's what I think about that one when, when I whenever I hear uh, the game. That's my number five. That is a great one. At number four, I have California Love. Now, this is not a WWE. This is Uriah Faber uh, from UFC. This is one of the one of the best UFC walkout songs. As soon as I hear this, I know the California kid is about to walk up there uh, out in flip flops and flop them off and just submit somebody. would play this when he would play that when he, whenever he fought in cali i mean the whole place would just go crazy i mean the whole place would just go insane and uriah favor in his prime was an absolute monster dog. inside the octagon just a dog <laughs> in the in the octagon guy was amazing man I, i'm a huge uriah favor fan uh at number at number three i also have the uh the glass breaking I mean, you can't, you can't beat the Stone Cold Steve Austin. But you can. I mean, you know, you know exactly who's coming out. You know exactly who's coming out when that glass breaks. And you know somebody is about to get their ass whipped in the ring. You know, like... It's, it doesn't matter who's in there. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if Vince McMahon's out there. When you hear that glass break, you're like, Triple H, I mean, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is about to come out here and just destroy some people. Uh, when he came out, I forget what it was. I think I don't, remember, I don't think it was just a normal Monday Night Raw. Um, but I remember when he came out and fought like 20 people in the ring. I, God, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the greatest. When he, when he pulled that, uh, that truck up right outside the ring and just started spraying yeah. people. Uh, when he took over the, uh, the the headquarters for WWE and started answering the phone. Dude, Great. the other thing that, I, I know this is more recent, but him, um, was it the m- most recent um, WrestleMania where he like <laughs> went against Pat? Oh, yeah, I think, that was, I think that was two WrestleManias ago, I think. Was it two ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that was funny. Yeah. Oh. It was, it, dude, it was, it was I, I love Stone Stone Cold Steve Austin is my second favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, he saved wrestling in the 90s. In the Attitude Era, he, Stone Cold Steve Austin. His rival between him and Vince McMahon, absolutely legendary. So amazing. Uh, at number two, I have Metalingus by Edge. This is a probably, I would say in this household, our favorite walk-up song. This was actually Grayson's walk-up song 
uh, in baseball for a couple years. It was it was this, and then he switched it over to the Miz. Uh, but this was his walk-up song for a couple years in baseball, and I love this. I'm a huge Edge fan. When he came back for the Royal Rumble uh, a couple years ago, uh, when they played his music, uh, we sort of all just fangirled here in this house. You think you know me. On this day, I see clearly That's it's just as iconic as Stone Cold Steve Austin's glass break. You think you know me? And then just a, the the background drums, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I love that. Uh, and and then my number one, my absolute all time favorite. This guy, I have more fond memories of UFC fights with this guy than in, any any wrestler, any fighter, any anything. Billy, you know we did the top five best sports themes a couple weeks ago uh yeah and mine was ufc mine was the early day ufc walk you know intro to the uh to the to the pay-per-views and stuff so right fittingly enough my number one greatest walkout song dmx and chuck liddell uh-oh I mean, just imagine this Chuck Liddell, the Iceman, walking from outside of the ring, making his way. I must be hard-headed. Standing six foot two, coming in at a meaty 205 pounds. The Iceman cometh, Chuck Liddell. I'd explain. And I mean, it just, it just, it builds up the anticipation. It builds up the match. You see him walking down, down to the ring. Through the corridor, ice cold water running in his veins, a cold stare, an icy cold stare from Chuck Liddell, and you knew whoever was walking to that octagon was going to get a five-round beatdown if they could last that long. Chuck Liddell, number one, so many great memories tied to that walkout song for me. Uh, Chuck Liddell is one of my favorite MMA fighters of all time, has so many awesome fights from, from back then, and if you don't know who Chuck Liddell is, Go to YouTube and and watch uh watch his K1 fights over in over in Japan. They're awesome. But yeah, Chuck Liddell DMX intro is my number one greatest walkout song of all time. You need to see if you can get that as your uh, bumper music for your games. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. I like that. I might do that. Yeah, that that might be our bumper music. Is just WWE and MMA walkout songs. <laughs> I think Casey and Clay would sign off. Yeah, on they'd be they'd be all on board for that one. <laughs> All right, let's head to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. In the NL East, uh, Phillies beat the Marlins 3-1. to one. Brewers top the Nationals 6-4. to four. Mets lose to the Royals in a walk-off balk. 7-6. And it was awesome. <laughs> uh, and, and Pete Alonso got hit in the face with a ball. Hey, that's great. Like, the Mets season... It's it's one of those things, Bryce, where like at this point in the season, after spending so much money, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more on in another cup, but for spending so much money, their season should be. <laughs> Are you saying their season is a little poopay? 
It's more than poopé. <laughs> tank needs this. Everyone needs to make sure that Frank the Tank is okay because, oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. Uh, on Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar, uh, as Bryce mentioned, we have softball tonight. Yes, Harrison sir. County at Mount Zion this afternoon. It's it's a scrimmage, but it's at Mount Zion, so uh, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, National League East tonight, Phillies at Marlins at 640, Brewers at Nationals at 705, and Mets at Royals at 810. Plus, the Braves play at 1220 today. Um and finish up their series with the Angels. Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? I need one, brother. Let's go. Let's hit it up, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong, the Robert Goosby Real Estate Group. Astros Frimber Valdez blanks the Guardians for the MLB's third no-hitter. Congratulations to Frimber Valdez. I mean, look, all jokes aside about the Astros because I can't stand the Astros because cheating, cheating strokes. Um, all jokes aside about that, to throw no hitters is, is not easy. Nah, it's a lead. And you you have to tip your cap and go, good job, man, because yep. that's awesome. Uh, first no hitter that that the Astros have thrown since uh, 2019, which was um, some guy named Verlander. Uh, I don't know who, who that is. Who they just got back, which yeah. we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, Max Scherzer said the Mets told him 2024 would be a transition year. <laughs> Oh, God, I love it. 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 How do you have the like, MLB's so happy? How do you have the MLB's so highest payroll, yet you fall on your face so hard? How's that even possible? Like, I just, I don't understand how that's possible. I just don't understand. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, on that same vein, the Houston Astros acquired Justin Verlander from the New York Mets. How many? So I know that you, you've got it pulled up or you can get it pulled up. How many starts did Verlander and Scherzer get together this year? Uh, for the Mets? Yeah. Uh, I can I can get that real quick. Um, because it seemed was, like they were they always were paying, injured. They were paying Scherzer and uh, Verlander $40 million a piece this year. And... I want to know. So that's let's just, you know. Um, Scherzer had nine. Scherzer had nineteen starts, and Verlander had sixteen. So they had thirty-five starts combined. <laughs> they had less than forty starts, and they paid them. And they're going to pay him the full eighty million. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no. good job, good job, Mets. Good job, Mets. Uh, a little bit of a concern out in uh, L.A. Cooper Cup leaves Rams practice with hamstring injury. That does suck. I did see a, a, a video yesterday, yesterday, last night, of uh, Stetson Bennett actually throwing to Cooper Cup and throwing a dime. Um, so Stetson Bennett's doing good things out there. And uh, hey, everything I've heard is he is the solid backup out there. He's he is the solid number two behind Matthew Stafford. And hey, if Stetson Bennett goes on to be a successful NFL quarterback, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say I was a thousand percent wrong about him because I, I yep. didn't yeah, I, I didn't have any faith on him being a, a good oh. NFL quarterback and I, I don't know, maybe maybe he will be and like I said, I'll, I'll be the first to say yeah, I was a thousand percent wrong so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for him, I like him you know, now that he's now that he's out of now that he's done beating the bejesus out of Ohio State, uh, I, I'm a Stetson Bennett fan 
Uh, and today in 1996, the star-studded United States men's basketball team, the Dream Team 3, beat Yugoslavia 95-69 to to win the gold medal, medal? medal at the Atlantic Olympics. Yeah, good times. Did you get to go to any Olympic stuff when they, when it was here? Yeah, I did. It was, uh, my mom got me tickets to the baseball. Um, and it was the first time I had seen international baseball. I think I was 10 years old when it, when it came in. Cause I didn't turn 11 until November that year. Mm. Um, but it was the first time seeing international baseball. And as somebody who was so infatuated with baseball at the, at the time, it, it was insane to just watch it and to want to relive it in the in the backyard you know when you when you got back home yeah. so it was it was awesome for me to see that yeah i don't i don't think we went to anything like a sporting event wise i know we went down there for the ceremonies and we went down and, d- and did some stuff like we took marta down there i remember doing that and i remember going to see izzy and we went down there and did some stuff but i don't think we went to anything i don't think we got tickets for anything we were we were we were piss broke back then so we we were, we were lucky we had Marta money. Um, but yeah, I think we just went down there. I don't, I don't remember going to anything. I remember going down there and seeing stuff, but I was only six or seven at the time. So I don't, I just remember everybody being taller than me and me being pissed off. And then like four years later, I was taller than everybody. So it's kind of, kind of, kind of nice. Exactly. <laughs> you got anything else to add today on a hump day? No, brother, let's go. Uh, you and I are going to go interview coach Joey King here in about a couple hours. Yep. Yep. And we'll have uh, we'll have two coaches uh, interviews releasing today. I lost track of time yesterday. I was supposed to release one. And by the time I looked down and looked at the clock, it was already time for me to run uh, up to the kids um, uh, open house. And then after that, I had to go out to football practice and I just completely lost track, track of time. Uh, so we will have two coaches interviews uh, releasing today. So look out for that. Why? Why today? Like, let's do one today, one tomorrow. Well, we need, we're gonna we need three Tuesday, this week. Thursday, right? No, no, we needed three this week. Uh, no. Yeah. We had we had three right. last week, three this week, and then hopefully two next week. I thought it was only going to be three, two, and two, and two. Because we've still got a couple weeks left. I thought we worked that out. A couple weeks left? Yeah. Starts Friday, baby. It does, but we still have, like, we've got two this week, two next week, and then we could do two the week of week one. Hopefully week one will be releasing our uh, hometown sports media interviews. Uh-oh. Hopefully I will have a bunch of interviews recorded from Friday night with the Wildcat Welcome, sitting down with all the coaches for uh, VR and getting their take. I can't on. wait. For that. I, can't wait. Yeah. I, I heard their linebacker coach is really good, so I'm excited to sit down um, with their linebacker coach and, and see what he has to say. I heard he. Yeah, I'm, I heard he comes highly recommended. Okay. <laughs> He's. Yeah, I know who he is. Former state champion. <laughs> uh, but that's all we got on the morning five today for Billy Lindall. I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them. Shake your neighbor.